Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Everybody, welcome. Your saltwater guide, Captain Dave Hansen, with another phenomenal podcast for you today. Thanks, everybody, for everything you do for us. All the followers, all the listeners... I cannot thank you all enough. It is absolutely incredible. And that video I posted this morning for Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance, my goodness, the amount of people that are watching that right now, it's just absolutely mind-boggling. So I want to thank you all very, very much for that. And uh, we're going to get going here, waiting for a few people to jump on so we can start our live show. But those of you that are driving around in your cars, thank you very much for always listening to the podcast. I do appreciate every single one of you, and I thank you all very, very much for tuning in each and every day because the numbers are staggering. I cannot believe how many people watch your saltwater guide every single day, and it's amazing, and I thank you all very, very much for that. I can't thank you all enough, and thanks for watching that video we put out this morning, Fishing the Mangroves. I mean, what a great video. What a great way to learn how to get involved with Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance. They're our sponsor on Thursdays, and uh, I couldn't be happier. They're doing a great job, and you want to get up there to Lopez Mateo and go fishing with Larry and the boys, grab the QR code at the end of our show and check it out. And uh, Mike Lewis, I know you're watching. I just got out of the water literally 10 minutes ago. I was swimming around down at uh, Chileno Bay with my grandbaby and and uh, my son and daughter-in-law and it's absolutely as beautiful as it was that day that i took you and jamie there we had a great time i made a lot of great videos and they have they're having so much fun they decided to stay there randy ashley welcome to the show glad you can make it um you are the man thanks for joining us everybody thank you thank you thank you for joining us a lot of people jumping on now and i appreciate it and randy ashley you are an inspiration to all of us so thank you for being on the show today and uh, marley's fired up he's right here i'm gonna go quick we're gonna do this podcast i'm gonna do it probably a half hour 40 minutes my kids are all hanging out down at the beach but i didn't want to let all of you down my son was supposed to join us today but mike lewis will tell you that Beach at Chileno is so beautiful, it's hard to leave that beach. And today it's a beautiful sunny day. It rained like heck last night down here in Cabo. And then we woke up to not a cloud in the sky, and it's an absolute gorgeous day down at the beach. So my kids are hanging out down there. My grandbaby's down there, so I got to get back down there as quick as possible. But I didn't want to leave you all hanging. And I want to make sure that you all understand the game plan is unbelievable this weekend. That bluefin's back. It's biting really well. If you don't know where it's at, make sure you tune into the game plan at 3.30, 4 o'clock this afternoon. The new game plan will be out, tell you exactly where to fish and exactly what to do when you get down there. There's a bunch of bluefin there. It's unbelievable. It's hard to imagine. Still in U.S. waters. Last weekend, we didn't have an offshore game plan because the weather was kind of chancy. But this weekend, no, it's a beautiful weekend according to the weather, man. But, you know, they're always not right, so. But I'm telling everybody, 
that it's going to be a gorgeous weekend. And then y'all know what's going on lobster fishing. Y'all know how fun it's been watching Justin catch all those lobsters up in L.A. Long Beach Harbor. Well, that spot's going to be revealed on the uh, game plans this weekend. And so much more. Catalina is just going absolutely bananas. If you guys have looked at the reports coming in over on our on our uh, fish reports, the community at your saltwater guide, you'll see all the guys having so much fun. You'll everybody's just having a blast fishing at Catalina. It's full speed limits. Our good friend Wes went over there, didn't even have ten hoops. He only had five, and he still caught limits for four people and was done at seven o'clock. It's insane right now. I love this time of year. I know it sucks when they turn the uh, turn the clocks back or forward and everybody loses that hour and all of a sudden it's dark at 4.30 in the afternoon. But as far as Marley, you can't get up there. He's trying to jump on the, jump on the uh, computer and change some stuff, you silly monkey. But uh, the lobster fishing is so good at Catalina right now. It's historically good and thank you Devin yeah how cool is that 80 degrees in San Clemente right now the weather looks gorgeous if you go to windy.com the weather looks great for a phenomenal weekend of fishing gang there's really no reason to put your rod and reels away because like we John excuse me John Stanley and myself we talk about this all the time especially on the show it's artificial reef time there's artificial reefs built up and down the Southern California coast and uh, they're built for us. They, they took that money from the fishing licenses and they took back taxpayers' money and they built these artificial reefs only for one thing, for us to go fishing on. That's what they're there for. It's time to utilize them. So we're, we're out of summer. We're in the fall. And it's time to start learning how to fish the artificial reefs. I have a whole series on the website about how to fish the artificial reefs. It's important to know exactly how to approach them. But what lives on these artificial reefs? A lot of people ask me all the time. Everything. There's no fence in the ocean. There's nothing to stop a white sea bass from swimming into the artificial reef. There's nothing to stop a uh, yellowtail from swimming into the artificial reef. Let's be honest. There's nothing to stop a tuna from swimming in there. I mean, that's going to be rare. But the other stuff, yellowtail and white sea bass, sheephead, whitefish, sargo, black. China croaker, calicabass, sculpin, sheep's head. All those fish live on the artificial reefs, and they're all fun to catch, and it's usually shallow water fishing, thin wire hook, light line. Trout rods are really fun for fishing the artificial reefs. But something we haven't talked about that I thought when I was down at the beach with my children today, I thought this would be a great subject, was uh, taking advantage of all the spots that are out in the ocean right now. This weekend looks like the weather's going to be gorgeous. I know they're calling for overcast, sprinkly rain, maybe on Sunday, but they're not calling for any wind, which is the only thing we care about. We can put on a jacket, whatever, sweatshirt. We can go out there. But as long as the wind's not blowing, we're golden. But, gang, you need to take advantage of the fact that every single spot along the Southern California coast is marked. Let's say you don't have the money to get involved with your saltwater guide. I'm going to give away a giant secret right now. You don't need to be involved with your saltwater guide to get the spot. 
Yeah, Greg, I've sent you a couple emails. Just call me at the end of the show, 949-374-0786. I looked at your account. It looks like everything's working right, so I don't know what's going on. I'm sure I made some type of a mistake, but call me at 949-374-0786, and I'll be more than happy to get you all dialed back in. You're a lifetime member. You got nothing to worry about. But why are all the spots marked, gang? Because there's lobster traps on every spot. Guys aren't putting their lobster traps out in the sand. They're not putting them in the mud. They're not putting them where there's not structure. So what I want you guys to do, besides going fishing this weekend, because of the fact that the weather is going to be so beautiful, you're going to be able to see those lobster traps. Now, if you're a member of my website, we have over 1,300 spots on the website. You really don't need to do this, but maybe you do. Maybe you're like, I don't really like typing in all the numbers. I just want to go out there and drive to the spots. Then do that. Go out there and find these lobster traps. They're going to be all over all the rocks from the... from. Uh, Santa Monica, from the Channel Islands down to the Mexican border. There's not going to be a spot right now that is, you're not going to find a rock that doesn't have a lobster trap on it. Let's just be honest. There are so many boats fishing lobsters right now and no one's pulled their gear out. It's the beginning of the season. So that, therefore, all the spots are marked. This is the best time of the year to go get your GPS just filled up with spots. If you follow my game plan, you're going to go catch a bunch of fish, then take an hour, say, hey, we're going to take an hour on the way back and we're going to connect the dots and we're going to drive back to the harbor, but we're going to put down all these spots and we're going to plug them all into our GPS. It's going to save you so much time. And then next year, you're going to look at your GPS and you're going to go, oh my gosh, I have a plethora of spots. These aren't spots to catch lobsters at, gang. These are spots to catch fish. White sea bass, yellowtail, calico bass, barracuda, bonita. They live on the structure. They live on the spots. And that's what you don't, most people don't understand. That's what's going on right now. All the spots are marked. That is so cool. And I forgot to let everybody in on that. And I might have, may have talked about it in the beginning a lot when the season started, but we haven't dedicated a show to it. And that's what we want to talk about today. If you have any questions, feel free to send them in to my phone at 949-374-0786. Put them up on the screen right now if you're on Facebook or YouTube. Hit that comment button and put your questions up there. I'll do my very best to answer, but we're going to be talking mostly about getting all these spots on your GPS. And it's going to be fun because you have no idea the amount of rocks that you drive by every single day that you had no idea. Devin Cruz and myself grew up fishing in Dana Point, San Clemente Pier area. But I'll guarantee you, just like myself, we went up and down the coast and we were like, what's that lobster trap doing over there? And we do a drive by and we go, oh, there's a nice little hard bottom. There's a nice little rock. And it pays off when you go back out in three or four months when they pull most of their gear out of the water and you're like, Hey, we were fishing next to that black and yellow buoy. That black and yellow buoy's gone. Yeah, but you saved the spot on your chart plotter. You saved the spot when you went there. You pushed, pushed the button, you saved the spot, and now you, 
I'm all itchy because I just cut out the salt water. Sorry about that. But um, you just got to go out there and look around and start to find all these spots. And it might not be on the left side of the buoy. It might be on the right side of the buoy. Be careful when you're driving around. Don't get their buoys caught in your propeller. But spend a little time looking at each and every one of these buoys and marking them in your GPS. They're not going to be there in three or four months. They're not. Guys start to pull their gear out of the water. A lot of the a lot of the guys fish the first three or four months and then they pull their gear out of the water and they go do life and have fun because the price of lobsters is so good and there were so many of them that they don't have to pull all season. So they start to pull their gear out of the water. That's why right now with this beautiful weather, this is the time to go fill your GPS up with spots. Another trick is all these lobster traps that are out there are an indicator of current. You can right away tell if there's current. Like I talk about on the game plans all the time, it's imperative that any spot you're going to fish, there has to be current. It It's on my conditions videos. We talk about it on all the conditions videos, conditions, conditions, conditions. You've heard it a hundred times, listening, reading articles. Hey, there was no conditions. You've been on sport boats where the captain does a couple circles on the spot and then drives away and you're like, and I've heard this from the wheelhouse. Oh my gosh, I wish he'd just stop. All I want to do is fish. And we all know that's the furthest thing from the truth. That's not what you want to do. You didn't buy a ticket to go on the boat with me just to go fish. You bought a ticket to go on the boat with me to catch. And we're not stopping where there's no current. We're just not going to do it. We're getting some questions coming in now. It's kind of cool. Yeah, the artificial reefs have names. And uh, all those names are on, on, the, on the artificial reefs parts of the, game, the uh, hotspots videos. You can check it all out. They're all there. They all are named Tim Ogilvy. They're named. Everything's named. Everything's there. And also, as you're driving up and down the coast and you're plugging these spots into your GPS that have lobster traps on them, and the artificial reefs are easy to find because every one of them's loaded with lobster traps because they're a haven for lobsters. So they're easy to find right now. And you can look around, especially like, let's say, a big artificial reef like Isers, or let's go down to uh, Pendleton Artificial Reef, which is a large area laid out with nine different rock piles. Well, now you can try to distinguish, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that one was over there. I didn't know this one was over here. And you start to plug them into your GPS. You can name them anything you want. Like I used to do is I'd name the spots after the child on the boat that caught the fish on the spot. Or when we were tuna fishing, hey, we caught them on uh, the Jim Bank or the Sam Bank or the Johnny Bank or whatever. We would do that kind of fun stuff. And you can do the same thing with your GPS, Tim. You can name them after your friends. You can name them. I mean, there's four rock cod spots that we all all know in Dana Point, and they're called Mel's, one, two, three, and four, and they're all named after Mel Bacon because Mel found them, but they're right in front of Dana Point Harbor. How would none of us ever found them before? We don't know, but Mel found them, and they're still good. I can go there right now and catch a, catch a limit of reds right in front of the harbor. But these artificial reefs were built for us, so take advantage of them, gang. Get out there, and then, like I was saying before, 
and I'm looking at all your questions and I want to answer them. So keep sending them in. I will keep trying to answer them as I go here. But the reason why you can tell which way the current's going, because you can tell which way it's going. There's my monkey. <laughs> I love that when he crawls on me. But um, you can tell which way the current's going by which way the apex of the buoy's pointed. The apex of the buoy is going to be pointed in the opposite direction that the current's flowing. So it's going to put the apex pointed. If it's a downhill current, the apex of, of the buoy is going to be pointed towards L.A. If it's uphill, it's going to be pointed towards San Diego. But then you know that's one of the things that a secret that a bunch of sport boat captains don't share. But that's how we know which way the current's flowing when we go to drop the anchor. This is the easiest time of year as a sport boat captain because you have so many indicators. Because I talk about it a lot. You can, uh, you can uh, see the current by the kelp, or you can see the current at the red buoy when you're coming out of Dana Point or down in San Diego. But now that you have a lobster trap on every spot, you'll know where how to anchor on the spot because of the way that the anchor, or excuse me, of the way that that apex is setting on the lobster buoy. And those of you that are listening while you're driving in your cars and you don't under, quite understand, a lobster Commercial lobster buoy looks like a bullet, if you will, in that the pointy end is the end that's the ropes going down to the trap. And the flat end is where they put the knot and the, and uh, sometimes they put a big washer or sometimes they put a little block or something so the buoy doesn't float off. But that tells you when the current's flowing because the current's not going to move these big commercial traps. But the line's going to get moved and the buoy's going to get pointed in the direction opposite of which way the current's going. It's a, it's a phenomenal indicator. It makes it so much easier as a, as a sport boat captain, as our private boat captain, if you start to understand all these signals that are out there on the water. And lobster traps are a great signal for finding the spot and a great signal for understanding the way the current's flowing. What time is the podcast? I'm having lunch. Well, the podcast is at 12 o'clock Pacific Standard Time every single day, Monday through Friday. We just started doing it three years ago. So now you know. Captain Dave, do you think when the kelp beds recover next cool cycle, will the white sea bass come back to Point Loma Kelp? Are we watching from the boat? Oh, you're wa Oh, Kim and Dan, hi. I didn't even look at who it was. I believe that that kelp, is going to make a comeback if we have a really good, strong El Nino like they're calling for this year and that we have a lot of storms. Because what happened is there's another type of grass that's grown across most of these kelp beds. We had a cooled water year last year, but this this grassy stuff that grew over the holdfast areas have made it so that the kelp can't grow through. So we need a real violent winter to get rid of all that garbage that's grown down there. And it happens every, every 30 or 40 years, we get a violent winter. We didn't have, last year was rough, but it wasn't as violent as, it, I'm sorry. It needs to be violent to roll all those rocks over down there on the bottom, turn all that garbage that's down there over, get it all off there so the whole fast can grab the kelp and grow through. That's what we've, I've been talking to a lot of divers and that's what we've, talked about that's what i believe needs to happen i need i think we need a real we haven't had a real winter like 83 
where it ripped all the piers down and everything. I know that's bad, 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 but it is what helps the ocean and help that kelp. Because we didn't see anything like what we saw in 2015, 16, 17, three, three unbelievably hot water years, water in the 80 degrees. It caused a new type of grass to grow over all the holdfast down there. And that's why you're not seeing these massive kelp beds that we used to have up and down the California coast. Everything's cyclical, though. You got to remember that everything's cyclical and it'll all come back and everything will come back and everything will be all right. And don't we don't need to close anything else because it's not like it was when you were out there yesterday. Stop the closures. You don't need to close anything. That's not going to save us. That's not going to change anything. We don't need any more closures. Okay, I'm just trying to tell the truth. Question for the show. What's the benefit to the larger 36-inch ambush? Well, the benefit is a bigger area for the lobsters to crawl in. The downside is on a big boat, it's harder to work with those 36-inch nets than it is to work with the 32s. 36-inch, good big boat, big Hatteras or big Viking or big, big, Big sport boat, great. Small boats, tough. Stay with the 32s. And here's another problem. If you have some 32s and some 36s, they don't, you're going to have to stack them separately because they don't stack right. There's no downside to it except for the fact they don't stack right. But bigger area, better. Bigger area, better. So it's always Bigger is always better and bigger hole for those lobsters to crawl in bigger, bigger hole, better. That's why 36 inches better. If you can do it, if you have the room on your boat and it's always better to have that bigger, bigger area for the lobsters to go in. And I know a lot of you probably have never seen a full hoop net because you're not members of my website. But if you go to my website and you go to the hot spots that we give you, all of a sudden you're going to go, Oh my gosh, I need to have that bigger net. Look at this, 32s coming up fully loaded with lobsters. We probably would have got more in there if we had the bigger hoot net. Especially if you're at Catalina right now, because it is so, so good over there. But also, Justin's been having fun over at uh, Long Beach, LA Harbor. So that's, that's the hoot nets in a nutshell. We've got another question. Have you ever accidentally caught a lobster on rod and reel? Absolutely. It's illegal to keep them if you catch them on a rod and reel. You're not allowed to keep them. That's the law. Okay. But yes, it's happened. And yes, we've done it a lot. And it used to happen all the time. We used to catch a handful every year on the sport boat. When you're dropping 60 lines down to the bottom, inevitably one's going to get tangled up. But yeah, we used to have a way... To do it where we used the trolling rod, we put a carcass down on the bottom and dropped it to where we knew they were. And then we would, every hour, we would slowly wind the carcass up and be standing there with a big net. And right when it got to where you can net them, you just net them off the carcass. It worked flawless. But can't do that anymore. Because remember what I always say, as soon as they find out you're having fun doing something, what's the first thing the state of California is going to do? They're going to close it down or they're going to regulate it. And uh, they did. Are there more sand fleas in the harbors 
than anywhere else? No, I've seen phenomenal amounts of them at Catalina. It just, it's, I don't know what, what causes them to be there. I don't know. Funky water, funky sand. I don't know. But I've seen them at Catalina. I've seen them at Clementi. And I see them in LA Harbor, Dana Point. What I found, Tim, though, is if you have a choice and you can move around, Long Beach, LA Harbor, it's kind of tough. Now that it stays darker longer, you can kind of move your stuff around. But if you find an area where there's a lot of sand fleas, you probably got to get out of there. They go through your bait. Can you believe going through three scoops of bait? That's what Justin went through last the last time he was live. He went through three scoops of bait because the sand fleas were eating all of his bait. The first time he checked that first tube, I don't know if you guys saw it, watched the live show. But all he had in there was bones, and the thing had only been in the water for an hour. Those sand fleas are brutal, and they eat all your bait. That's why we don't like them. Plus, I don't think lobsters like them crawling on them. Crabs, it didn't seem to mind. They were still getting them, but I don't think they like them. How do you deal with people who put their hoops right on top of yours? I was hooping the other night and had some kayakers place their traps five feet from mine with 100 feet of line and 20 feet of water. This, this is what I do. Might be wrong, might be right. I don't know, but I done, I've done it this way for a very, very long time. You drop your stuff on top of mine. I'm going to pull your stuff. Yep. I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to stack your rope nice and neatly inside of your hoop net. I'm not going to make a mess. I'm going to pull your gear up. I'm going to stack it up nice and neat. And then when you come over to get your gear, I'm going to hand it back to you and I'm going to explain to you. I have a boat with a motor. I cannot get around your stuff and you chose to put it on top of mine. They're going to lose their mind. That's fine. You lose your mind all you want. I don't care. I'm going to quietly hand it back to them. I'm going to tell them when they make out their report to make sure they spell my name correctly. My name's David Hansen with an E, not an O on the last name. And make sure you fill your report out perfect. Gang, you can't deal with it. If they're dropping your gear on top of you, Jack, and that's a great question. You can't deal with it because you are driving around on a vessel with a motor and that propeller's got a chance to catch. Plus, it puts you in a very, very, very dangerous position. You didn't steal their gear. You're not taking it and, and leaving with it. You're pulling it up. You're waiting patiently for them to show up. As soon as they paddle up and go, where's my gear? Go, it's right here. I've been waiting for you. They're going to lose their mind. But I'll guarantee you they'll never drop it on top of another person again. That's etiquette. We can't fix stupid. It's impossible. I've been trying to do it for years. It, it just can't be fixed. If you want to see something really funny, I was talking about it the other day. Do it. All of you, just do yourself a favor. Jump on Facebook or TikTok if you have TikTok. And look at my how to tie up the boat video. On TikTok, it has 1.3 million views this time. It's the seventh time we've posted it. Each time, it gets over a million views. I think it has just over 20 million views on TikTok. On Facebook, it has just over 7 million views. This time, it's got 1.4 million. Last time, it got 6 million. It's absolutely incredible. 
And all these people that are super stupid want to tell me I don't know how to tie up a boat. They call it all kinds of names. They're the same people that are dropping their hoop nets on top of you, gang. If you drop your hoop net on top of somebody else, just be prepared to get it pulled. It's not, there's nothing that says it's illegal. It's not a commercial. I know commercial, you can't pull a commercial guy's, but he's not dropping his stuff on top of you. You can't pull a commercial guy's trap. That's a, pretty much close to being a felony if it's not a felony. You leave the commercial guy's stuff alone. But recreational hoop netters, if they're dropping their stuff on yours, you pull it up. Yeah, like uh, like Tommy Gomes says, the keyboard warriors. Yep, they go crazy. You know what? Mike Tyson summed it up perfect. You know why they talk like that? Because they've never been punched in the face. So they love to talk like that. It's okay. I'm not going anywhere, gang. I'm only getting more and more popular. I don't really worry about the negative comments. I think it's funny. I play with them and I love it. But yeah. Yeah, they can be unhappy all day, every day, Jack. They can be unhappy all they want. Unhappiness is something that's brought on by themselves. But I would pull their gear next time. And I would very nicely and calmly hand them your gear. They're going to be losing their mind. So make sure you film it. Or not film it, video it. I'm sorry, I'm talking to Jack. Make sure you video it, Jack. Just use your phone. Pull it out, videotape. These guys are dropping their hoop nets on top of mine. Film it. Or video it. Then video you and your buddy pulling them. And stacking the rope nice and neatly. And then videotape you giving them back their gear. It'll be, and give it to me. I'll make it go viral. And I'll just tell everybody it's me pulling it. I don't really care. But I'm telling you, video it because people are going to go and talk a bunch of bull. And you've got it all, you know, better than anybody, Jack. You just always go to the tape. Well, let's go to the tape. I was sitting here. You dropped your gear on top of mine. I'm sorry, gang. It's not illegal to pull their gear. You had to get in to get your gear. You can't put your friend and yourself in a precarious situation, getting their line tangled up in your propeller. And anybody that wants to leave a, a comment on here that says, oh, the, 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 you can't do that. No, you can't drop your gear on someone else. That's the real crime here. Not me pulling your gear because it's on top of mine. The real crime here is you having zero etiquette, zero class, 0, 0.0 knowledge. So you're dropping your stuff on top of someone else. First thing we teach on your saltwater guide is never, ever fish for boats. Ever. If there's another boat there, that's your fault. You didn't get there early enough. Next time, get there earlier. But don't drop your gear on someone else. That's bad etiquette. That's bad juju. That's bad way to live. That's just super rude. And that's just not the way to do it. But if you think it is, go ahead and drop your gear next to me or one of my members. We'll be more than happy to pull your stuff up. We'll sort it out for you. Have the rope nice and neat, ready to go. And everything will be go. Everything will be good. You will be so happy. All right. Let's see. We need some more questions. We got no questions. I have a big, long something. Somebody's talking something about something. I 
You can't fix stupid even with duct tape, but duct tape muffins the sound. <laughs> yes, it does, Kim and Dan. Yes, it does. But I love the sound. It's, it makes me laugh. I have such a good time. I play with these crybabies all the time, and it's a blast. I have so much fun. The How to Tie Up the Boat video is the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my life. And uh, I even post coast videos from the United States Coast Guard showing how to tie a, a a cleat hitch because that's all I do is a cleat hitch. That's what we're all taught to do since we were little kids. And I show them the Coast Guard video and they go, oh, anybody can grab a video anywhere and shot. That doesn't mean it's right. <laughs> what are you talking about? I, I beg them to show me and then they'll grab a video. Then they'll grab a video from a um, tugboat with the toe in Mississippi and show it. And I'm like, you thought I was tying up a tug and tow? Are you kidding me? It's a little boat tied up to a dock. What is wrong with you? I did fish for stripers in Lake Havasu, and I want to go fish with stripers again in Lake Havasu. It was a blast. We we did it different than everybody else. We had a meat grinder, and we put a bunch of sardine pulp out the back of the boat, and then we were using chunks, and it was insane. Yep. That's right, Renee. Anybody that drops their gear on somebody else to show no respect and you deserve to get your gear pulled. There's life. Gang, we used to have their gear pulled when I was running the Liquid Coast Highway or when I was running the big Hatteras in Dana Point. We'd pull their gear and have it all stacked up. People go, oh, why don't you put it in a different place? No, no, no. Why? Then you'll never find it. No, I would pull all their gear, all 8, 10, 12, 15, 20 guys putting their stuff all over me, and I'd have it all stacked up on the dock or all stacked up on the deck. We'd have to fish around it. Some guys would be gone for an hour and a half, two hours, and come back. I'd have all their gear perfect. They'd pull up. They'd be looking for their gear, and they'd, hey, did you steal our gear? i go, nope, didn't steal any of it. Have it all right here. You have it right. Yeah, I have it right here. Here you go. And they're losing their mind. They want to fight. They want to meet at the dock. They want to do all that. Come on down. You threaten me. I'll just call the Harbor Patrol. They love that. Come on down. There's a guy threatening to beat me up. Come on down here. Hand it over to the police. Let them have at it. They love that call. There's just etiquette's gone. Etiquette's gone in California anyway. I see that when I come up there every time. I'm just blown away by the zombie apocalypse going on up there right now. But, um, gang, I want you to check something out real quick. Got to do a tiny bit of business here. But if you watch that video that I showed this morning, Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance, you can go up and fish Lopez Mateos right now. Larry just brought his boat down there. They're fishing out of Lopez Mateos. You can give them a call here. You can grab that QR code. If you haven't seen the video yet, it's on every social media platform, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, X, and Threads, and you can see it, and you can see what I'm talking about, and you can see how much fun fishing in the mangroves would be if you gave it a chance and you went and you tried it. It's an easy flight. You can fly from anywhere in Southern California to Loretto, then your host will pick you up there in Loretto and drive you right to Lopez Mateos. It's like a 45-minute hour drive. You stop, you get some tacos, a couple of beers. The next thing you know, you're in Lopez Mateos all getting ready and getting your gear ready and go evening fishing. You can go morning fishing. It's an absolute blast to go fish those mangroves 
and Lopez Mateos. It's a it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. It's a bucket list trip for most. It's a dream trip. Grab the QR code. Give Larry and the boys over at Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance a call, or give me a call if you can't get a hold of Larry. You can always call me. I'll I'll find out why he didn't answer your call. We'll get you all dialed in. You want to go do this Lopez Mateos thing? He's got some openings for Thanksgiving week. I was going to join him, but I can't do that. Kelly's got plans. We were hoping Mike Lewis and Jamie would come down and spend Thanksgiving with us. But even if not, we're going to have a bitchin' Thanksgiving by ourselves. But I'm not going fishing. I can't do that to my beautiful wife, Kelly. I promised her I'd be here, and I will be here. And we're going to have – we're not going to do that. We are going to go for that Alaska trip, though. So check out Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance for a – Dream a trip of a lifetime right there. That was that QR code that was just up there. Um, we can't fix stupid, but we would be in a lot of trouble. I don't think you'd be in any. Oh, if we could fix stupid, yeah. Question for you to ask. Who wants to? Oh, yeah, we're going to get that going. I talked to Elliot today. I'm just so busy with the grand with the grandbaby being here and my kids. But, Dave, we're definitely getting that part going on the website. It's going to be phenomenal. So the website's going to be carrying db customs over there dave's a very close long time since we were little kids in san clemente growing up together but he is a master rod builder makes some of the most beautiful wrap jobs he made kelly girl and he made me some beautiful rods with uh, calico bass on them and it's all with thread gang it's my mind-boggling it looks like a sticker but he does it with thread he's going to be a part of the website now teaching or showing you how to wrap rods and getting deep into that we're going to have a whole section on the website just for that it'll be totally taken by dave if you think that's a good idea go ahead and leave a comment let us know but i, I already know it's a good idea we're doing it anyway i know that oh we got another person to ban here why does everybody think they can spam us i think they just think i'm crazy what do you catch in the west and Live in New York. I don't understand it, Maddie. I want to understand your question. Maybe reword it a little bit. I'm kind of slow. I don't know why they can get in the bait tank, Devo. I don't know. They can get in there and they can't get out. That's for absolutely sure, but I don't know. I think it's because of the, the way it's enclosed and stuff, and they can't get their wings open, and they can't get out. I think that might have a lot to do with it, but... uh what do you, I don't know. Um, send me a, if you got a question, send me a question. If you got any, I'm going to go about another 10 minutes, gang, and I'm going to get back down to the beach. My family's all hanging out at the beach waiting for me. I know it's a rough life living here in Cabo San Lucas. I know that, and I apologize, but uh, I got to get back down to the beach for my grandkids. If you guys have a burning question you want to ask, feel free to ask me the question. I will answer it. Dave, I would love for you to have an old rod wrap forum and oh good we got it on my website yoursaltwaterguide.com dave burris is going to be running that he's going to be the admin for that he's going to get it going we're going to give you access to everything dave to get on the website and do that you're going to love it and you're going to interact with everybody it's going to be your little baby and uh you, I know you will do great, and I know you'll do good things with that, and it'll be fun to watch it grow and fun to watch all the cool things. And if you guys want somebody to make you a custom rod that's just, hey, Max Bozer, how are you? 
that is just the most beautiful piece of artwork you've ever seen. On Monday, I'll bring a couple rods down off the rack. I have them up here. It's a mess. My whole house is a mess right now. Kelly Girl and I, we don't have we don't have a we don't have a one year old ripping our house apart every day. It's it's kind of kind of gnarly. <laughs> I mean, Marley does a great job making a mess all the time, right, Mar? You do a great job making a mess, but nothing like a baby. The little baby Zaya makes a huge mess, but it's okay. It's just crazy right now at the house. I know I'm not looking for sympathy. I'm just telling you. So what do we got? Yeah, good. A lot of people want to do it, Dave. Burris, it's going to be wonderful. Look at everybody making all these comments. Max, we used to love our custom rods, didn't we, buddy? Gang, check everything out. YourSaltWaterGuide.com. The game plans are coming out. They should be out around 3, 30, 4 o'clock this afternoon. You want to check them out. There's so much cool stuff happening. Most of the bait barge have that medium to small sardines, which is great. Everything's good. Life has never been this good for me. Yep, that's a new hat I got from my buddy that bought that big Viking that I was running. The Terribles, Ed Herps gave me this hat the other day. So I'm wearing it. And uh, Pacific Sport Fishing Alliance hasn't given me a hat to wear. So I'm wearing that for them. I got my Costa shirt on. They get the chance to step up January 1st. But, uh, would I consider fish recipe section on the website? Where Absolutely. That would be wonderful, Tim. I'm open to anything. I want this to be the greatest fishing community ever, ever. I don't want to have anything that just straight positivity, though. Nope, that ain't me on that hat. It should be, though. But the guy's mustache ain't as cool as mine. It is not too... If it's not too ahead, maybe bring someone who knows how to make their own gaffs. Gaff building seems like a new trend here on the West Coast. Absolutely. I can bring Moriarty on here. He makes a phenomenal gaff. We could bring him on here. He could talk about it and see what he's got to say. It might be a conflict of interest with Promar. They're making gaffs. We'll see how they come out, what they decide to do with us here. They got another couple of weeks to decide what they want to do with the sponsorship, and then we'll see what we're going to do after that. Good afternoon, Captain Dave. I'm watching the podcast and I have a question. I'm going to be at Catalina Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Any spots that I should check out that have been doing good recently? First of all, Congratulations. Catalina is my favorite place to hang out for days at a time in Southern California. I love Catalina. It's magical to me. And uh, yeah, the, the game plan, we talk about Catalina a lot. Catalina is still fishing very consistently. There's still good calico bass fishing, bonita fishing, barracuda fishing. There's still some sea bass and some yellowtail at the island. There's still lots and lots of bonita. I'm not going to tell everybody on the live feed where where all that's at because it's not fair to the 4,000 members of your saltwater guide that are paying to, to find out the game plan. So I, I'll send you a, I'll send you a uh, text message after the show and I'll let you know the exact spots, but the exact spots are available on your saltwaterguide.com. The game plans come out at three thirty four o'clock, maybe a little late today. I don't know. We'll see how it goes at the beach, but I got to get going back to the beach. Everybody. I want to thank you all for watching our show today. I appreciate every view. Oh my gosh. One thing I have to say real quick, and Mike Lewis, 
Augie, Kim and Dan, and the rest of people that have been with me since the beginning. Yesterday was the best day ever for stars. I've never made, I've never had that many stars given to me. I want to thank you all very, very much. They sent us stars. It was an incredible, incredible day. And I thank you all very, very much. And Marley's got a new batch of bananas today. And the cats got some of the most incredible cat food last night. I went down to the store and I bought them like gourmet cat food because of all of you. They're loving it. Thank you all very, very much for all the stars and the tips that you send us on uh, YouTube and the Venmo at Your Saltwater Guide. Everything matters and everything helps. And I appreciate it. And Devo, thank you very much for the 20 bucks yesterday. Marley appreciates that. We all do. Thank you all very, very much. I really appreciate all of you. Steve, give me a call. I'll fix it, whatever. Give me a call. 949-374-0786, gang. I'm going to get back to the beach with my kids. I love all of you. Thank you all for watching every day. And thanks for being a part of this. And thanks for all the support. And thanks for always watching my videos. And if you want to do something fun, if you just got bored and you're tired of watching Netflix, just go down that rabbit hole of Dave doesn't know how to tie up a boat. Literally, I'm looking right now. There's over 2,000 comments. It'll absolutely entertain you for a while. You'll be blown away. And you'll also, the other thing you'll be blown away is how does Dave keep his cool and not lose his mind over this, these comments? There's people that actually threaten me that want to threat that threaten me because of the way that I tie up a boat. It's so funny. They have no idea who I am. They have no idea that I tied up more boats yesterday than they've even seen in their whole life. It's so fun though. I have a great time. I'm back to the beach. It's like 85 outside. I love y'all. Thank you for taking care of us. See y'all tomorrow. Tomorrow we're bringing in my good buddy, Todd Manzer. He's going to be with us. We're going to be talking about what we think this winter is going to be all about. Todd's going to be talking about how busy he is now that he's a part of the team. And uh, it'll be a great show. Join us tomorrow, 12 o'clock Pacific Standard Time with the great Todd Manser, the legend. Thanks, Dave Burris. Talk to everybody tomorrow. If I'm not answering my phone, it's because I'm with my grandchild. Understand.